I'm Daniel Hartz, and this is the Sustainability Champions podcast, where we highlight the people, ideas, and innovations that are protecting and healing the planet. My guest today is Hannah Davis, the program director for the Techstars Sustainability Accelerator based in Denver, Colorado. Uh, the Techstars Sustainability Accel- Accelerator mentors entrepreneurs who are focusing on building a world where people and nature can thrive together. Sounds amazing. Can't wait to jump into it. And today we're going to discuss how supporting entrepreneurs who are working to protect and heal the planet is crucial to the world becoming sustainable. So thank you so much for joining me, Hannah. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Uh, today I'd, I'd like to cover three things and we, we already talked about one of them. So first of all, I'd love to actually hear what Techstars is and how you support companies and, and entrepreneurs. Then uh, we'll move into your partnership with the Nature Conservancy. And finally, I think it'd be fascinating to hear about how Techstars was able to actually adapt during coronavirus and how you're able to continue your mission during these uh, wacky and challenging times. So first of all, just a little bit of background. What exactly uh, is an accelerator and how does it work? Sure. So um, Techstars is a worldwide network to help entrepreneurs succeed. And one of the ways we do that is running these accelerators. We actually run over 50 of them around the globe. Wow. And so the one I work on is just one of many. And what it is, is it's an intensive three-month program that really what we want to do, we want to take a company you know, from point A to point B mm-hmm. in a very rapid amount of time. So we like to say a company grows in our program, three months, as much as it might take them, you know, one or two years, otherwise without the resources we're providing them. Wow. And what those resources are, um, is a big part of it is mentorship. And so we bring in mentors from all sorts of different backgrounds. There's kind of the business side of things. So that's, you know, marketing experts, go to market sales, kind of people who have built really successful businesses, people who have crashed and burned businesses all over the, the, <laughs> the gamut there. Um, and then we bring in subject matter experts also from the Nature Conservancy. And so each accelerator Techstars runs will have a different partner usually. And so say the partners, you know, Cargill, for example, they'll bring in experts from Cargill. But because our, our, we work with the Nature Conservancy, we bring in um, a lot of scientists, conservationists, um, folks, maybe it's a water expert, soil expert. And then each team is surrounded with, um, each company is surrounded with a team of mentors that then are kind of attached to that team for the rest of the 12 week program. Um, We also provide leadership coaches. And so that's more on the inner game. Um, We really believe that you build great companies from the inside out um, and put a lot of emphasis on leadership and personal development and just really supporting the people um, that we're working with. Um, we also do some light programming, more, more on like hands-on workshops. Um, that, but that's not, it's not like a core workshop driven program. That's not the, the core of our value, but though we do kind of offer about one 90 minute session a week or so. Um, and you can, you can see a lot of our sessions at toolkit.techstars.com. Uh, we have a lot of our, our content up to share with entrepreneurs everywhere. That's awesome. Um, and then I think a lot of the core thing is, is around um, routine and kind of foundational operational practices. So we do KPIs and OKR review, goal setting as a group every week. We kind of have these like core weekly events that keep people moving really, really quickly um, so they can learn really quickly um, and, and help move towards scaling their business. 
And now I understand why it's called an accelerator. Because if you're doing <laughs> all of that, and that would normally take a year or two, and you do it in three months, yeah, certainly speeding things up. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> it sounds very intense. And so what does it mean? I mean, to build a world where people and nature can thrive together. Yeah. I mean, we the truth is we can't not have that world. Um, you know, people rely on ecosystem services. So these are things like clean air, clean water, um, you know, healthy environments and, and temperatures. And our natural ecosystems really are the things that provide this for us. Mm-hmm. And so we have to work with nature to ensure that we can uh, at minimum, you know, live as humans on this planet. Um, And so what we try to do is focus on supporting entrepreneurs that instead of, you know, are making an app so you can get your pizza delivered quicker, um, are doing something so you can, um, you know, have healthier food or understand the quality of our waterways so that we can better protect them um, for future generations to come. And so that's what your, because you you said that there's 50 accelerators around the world. And so your specific one that you're for, that you're the program director for focuses on that kind of. Exactly. Um, And so, and so basically the, the types of companies that you're actually accelerating fit into this idea that um, people in nature can thrive together. Yeah. So we look for companies that, um, fit kind of these, it's called the shared conservation agenda. This is of the nature conservancy. This is kind of their guiding uh, strategy. And so the nature conservancy real quick is the world's largest environmental nonprofit. Um, They're in all 50 States, 72 countries around the world, um, about 4,000 employees and around 400 of the world's leading scientists. So it is a massive conservation focused organization And they really started um, in just land conservation, which the idea is you buy up land, you preserve it, um, so you can't build on it and destroy it. But now they do so many other things all around this idea where creating a world where uh, nature and people can thrive together. And so they are involved in policy, they're involved in science, they're involved in a lot of like community development, they work on the ground, in the field. Um, And one thing they realized was Technology is a tool to enable scale at a rapid pace, and we need to be moving at a rapid pace. And so they um, decided to partner with Techstars because they, they understood they're good at a lot, a lot of things, but technology wasn't ever core to them, and it wasn't an area that they had a lot of expertise. And so since Techstars, you know, we've been around things 2006, supporting entrepreneurs um, in the tech space. Uh, we are experts in that. And so uh, we came together to, to do this partnership. And um, back to your question, uh, we, so we focus on three main categories, uh, natural-based solutions to climate change, providing sustainable food and water, and protecting our lands and water. And so what's the role that that TNC, as I, I'm, I've noticed, they've been called the Nature Conservancy. What What is their role in, in this partnership? Um, where do they actually step in? Yeah, so what's great is they're really involved. So they have a full-time person, his name's August Ritter, who 
is just working on this accelerator. And what he does is he's kind of like a great human, human router of what's going on in TNC. Because as you can imagine, um, it's a hard organization to navigate for anyone, let alone a startup trying to figure out how to get to work with such a great organization. Um, you know, they just haven't had the right systems in place to easily interact with startups. I mean, it's even hard for corporates to do that, but a lot of corporates can, you know, have their innovation arm and uh, of their business. Um, so he helps us one, get the right people for mentors and support, but also kind of figure out where can startups potentially do pilots or partnerships with the nature conservancy where, you know, who are their partners? Cause they also, it's a huge network. They work a lot with corporates, a lot with governance, nonprofits, universities. Wow. So how can we utilize their network in addition to the huge network of tech stars to really help um, the companies in whatever way they need help? That's incredible. So, I mean, it's like, it's just accelerating it even faster. Yeah. Um, that, that's really cool. And so do, so do they also provide the subject matter experts as well. Yep. Yep. So most of the, uh, most of the mentors TechStars provides is really on the business side and the TNC provides is on the kind of environmental side. Got it. And what would you say, I mean, from, from your experience, um, what, what would you say is the role that businesses have um, in actually allowing us to allowing us people to thrive with nature? Uh, I think businesses have huge role to play. Um, a lot of businesses are kind of the reason that we're in the, the space that we're in. Not a lot, probably like a few of really big ones. Um, and I think it's up to, to business to kind of change that. I, I think in an ideal world, it would be more led by policy. Um, I actually think the biggest lever we can have on climate and, and impact in the space is in the political arena. But as um, you know, I live in the United States, not a good scene here environmentally right now, politically. Um, and so uh, how can we, at, as we're also ushering in kind of new politicians to support our environment, how can we have market-based approaches that are going to support that? And so um, I think I've been seeing a lot of great momentum in the climate space and really excited um, to help kind of bring more awareness in, in the conservation tech ecosystem, which is a little bit different. It's a, a little bit kind of more based on natural resources and more also based on like, how can technology help enable conservationists doing the work to do their work better? Um, so what kind of tech needs to exist to support them on their, on their work? That's really cool. And so you mentioned there were, I missed the third one. There's, there are, there's climate food and was it land was the third one? Yep. Yep. So, um, climate change, uh, food and water, sustainable food and water, and then protecting land and water. And, and we used to also focus on kind of greening cities. Um, uh, though that's becoming less, less of a forefront, but it's still kind of something we're a little bit interested in, mm. but anything that inter intersects, kind of natural resources, um, and technology. And how, so what, what do you look for in a company? So let's say if I'm a budding on entrepreneur, I have an idea, how would I actually get involved with tech stars? Yeah. Um, so what we look for is a few different things. 
Um, so one, we take 10 companies into each class. So we'll work with 10 companies a year. That's great because it allows us to kind of diversify our portfolio. So, um, we'll take companies from pre-seed to series A. There's not kind of like a specific number amount of revenue you need or anything like that. There does have to be some sort of traction Mm -hmm. that could look like a lot of different things, pilots, partnerships, LOIs, um, whatever. It's not just kind of customers, uh, though that's great. We do find that companies a little bit farther along are often easier to work with the Nature Conservancy. Um, Kind of really early stage companies, I think it's a little hard for TNC to figure out how to best um, engage with them. Mm. And so um, we, so so yeah, pre-seed to series A, um, has to kind of fit in those cat categories aligned with the nature conservancy. And then we kind of look at, uh, the tech stars says that we invest in team, 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 uh, progress market idea. And so team is listed there three times on purpose. Um, it's really, really key to a successful company in all our years of investing in companies. A lot of it comes down to the team. And so that's, um, it doesn't necessarily mean they've you know been an entrepreneur before, though that's great. Um, but they've done something that just shows they have the grit and the passion and um, the willingness to be mentored and coached, the willingness to ask for help and kind of fail and learn quickly. So I, I really like to look at it as this balance between humility and dignity. You know, you have to have to be an entrepreneur. You have to have you know, enough crazy in you and enough kind of like belief in what you're doing. Um, but enough humility too, to balance that out. So it's, it's a, um, a little balance of, of those two. Uh, and then, you know, progress is kind of where you're at in the business, uh, market. Obviously we're looking for kind of venture scalable businesses. So big enough market. Um, and then we, we have idea last on purpose because sometimes we'll say we take founders, um, not because of their idea, but sometimes in spite of their idea. Mm. You know, if we really believe in the team, um, don't think they found the right uh, product market fit, we'll take them and help them find that. Got it. And so each one of these companies, just just to be, just so I can picture it fully, they they are all. Um, would you would you say that they're like impact companies? How how do you how would you describe the type of company? I mean, if if they're fitting into either climate, food and water, or land and water into these three. Um, are they, they're all somehow progressing the environmental agenda and they're very, uh, sustainable pro environment, right? So what is there, um, I mean the, the idea to a certain degree, although it is last in that list, um, it does need to definitely be environmental. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's last in the tech stars list. So for us, it's kind of like, first, does it fit in with the TNC's mission? Um, Number one, like it has to fit in their mission. And then we kind of go on to those, the tech stars metrics. Um, and, and their mission is all around, you know, protecting our planet. So all impact companies, all, um, still though, like, you know, for-profit scalable venture back, backable companies. Um, and yeah, they'll have different impact metrics. So some might be carbon removed, some might be trees planted. Uh, you know, it, it really will kind of do that based on the company, what their impact metrics are. Yeah, that's really cool. And from the point of view of how Techstars sees itself in, in this role of helping people in nature thrive together, I mean, where? how do you, I'm, I'd love to just hear how, 
Techstars sees its role in progressing the sustainability agenda forward? Um, I think so. What's cool is even though this is the only, you know, sustainability explicitly focused accelerator we run, um, I recently kind of did a list of all the sustainability companies in our portfolio and we have, you know, around 150. So we'll have sustainability companies come through other programs. You know, a cool example is this company called Drone Seed that went through Techstar Seattle and, and they use drones to plant and do reforestation. I love that idea. And so, yeah, we'll have companies, you know, Cargill, we have a farm to fork program um, and quite a few sustainability companies come through that. We have a program um, in uh, um, like it's you'll see sustainable companies come through all of our programs and you're seeing it more and more as well. Um, and so I think I'm, I'm kind of working with some colleagues internally on like what does ESG look like or environmental social governance um, look like for tech stars kind of focusing in the environmental um, kind of building up our own, like what would it look like if we tracked our carbon? You know, this is just kind of some internal employees mm. um, kind of modeled after Microsoft. That's how they really got a lot of this going. They, they formed little green teams across um, all of Microsoft, which is really cool. It's something you can look up if you're interested. Um, and so I think that, um, you know, where entrepreneurs need help, Techstars is, is, is going to help. Um, and we're really focused on that entrepreneurship um, across. And, you know, we have a lot of diversity and inclusion initiatives as well we're working on. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll see more and more sustainability companies come through. Yeah, I think that's that's one. That's what I really love about what you're doing is um, a lot of a lot of companies are kind of like, here's one thing that we focus on. And we're just, you know, this is how the impact that we make. What I find really cool about what what Techstars does, especially with uh, with this sustainability accelerator specifically is you're able to launch so many off um, yeah. and the impact that you have can be massive as a result. Um, and I, ju I think, I just think that's so powerful from the point mm -hmm. of view of really being able to push forward the, the sustainability agenda and, and giving a launch pad for hundreds uh, of, of entrepreneurs who want to make a difference. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and you mentioned the, the green teams internally. I, I noticed that Techstars is a, is a B Corp. Yeah. That's super cool. It is. It is really cool. Um, yeah. And, and the woman who kind of did our certification is, is on the screen team and they B Corp just launched a SDG sustainable development goal um, mm. impact assessment as well. So if anyone's interested, you can just go on their website and take it. That's something we're doing right now to kind of see how we line up with SDGs. Um, and yeah, B Corp provides a lot of great resources. And um, we're also part of 1% uh, pledge 1%, which is, um, I don't know if it's in Europe, but um, across the U S you can pledge 1% of your time equity or something else profits uh profits maybe yeah um to giving back to nonprofits. that's another thing we offer yeah that's really cool i think it, it's just so cool to see that you give back um you know and and also in addition to to helping you you're taking some of that and giving it mm -hmm. back i'd love to to know what are some of the um the the trends 
if any, that you've seen in terms of like the kind of companies that are coming in or the focuses, uh, the foci um, that mm. uh, companies have in terms of uh, these entrepreneurs? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think sustainability one is a trend in itself. Um, more and more companies in that broad, you know, environmental sustainability, I guess, you know, it's the word sustainability doesn't mean much. It can mean a lot of different things. So I'd see that as a trend in general, um, specifically within that category, because that's just what I focus on. I can't speak to the rest of Techstars. Mm -hmm. um, uh, definitely the ag tech sector is a trend. I think we saw a lot and continue to see a lot in the precision ag. Um, it's a pretty crowded space, but now more, what's, you know. What's precision ag? Precision ad um, is kind of the idea of um, how do you m put the right amount of inputs um, into agriculture to get the most output. So can you be measuring the water? You know, can you have soil sensors as an example of precision ag or, you know, some sort of um, robot that can weed in this really efficient and effective way. Um, so, you know, can you water only the exact right amount kind of to put less fertilizer is a big one. Like how do we get to put less fertilizer mm -hmm. on these? Cause a huge problem is fertilizer runs off, hits our waterways and, and pollutes. Um, so the, the nitrogen and phosphorus runoff is a huge problem right now in the ag sector. Um, another kind of, area is regenerative agriculture. So this is, um, what are the practices we can do in ag to um, remove carbon from the atmosphere? So carbon can actually be stored in soil. And so how can we farm in a way that is allowing it to stay stored in the soil? So when you kind of just do these tilling practices and, and get the soil moving every year and just till the whole thing, that's not great for the environment. Um, but you can actually do it in ways that is removing that carbon um, and kind of doing some more of these no-till practices and leaving cover crops on and things like that. So that's becoming a trend as well as um, plant-based protein um, kind of in the ag sector. In other sectors, um, let's see. Sorry, Hannah, just, just oh, go jump ahead. in. I'm so, I'm so curious. Well, how do you, with the regenerative agriculture, it's a bit of a, I've, I absolutely love that sector. I think it's so interesting in such a cool way, like you said, sequester carbon while feeding people. Um, and there's also elements of permaculture in there, which I, I find absolutely fascinating. I'm, I'm just really interested in how, what exactly is it that you're supporting in the regenerative agriculture sector? I mean, what kind of companies sure. are showing up there? Yeah, so we had three companies last year. Um, one is called Nori. It's a carbon removal marketplace. And so they uh, reward farmers practicing regenerative um, by allowing them to get paid for the carbon that they're removing and storing in their farms. Wow. And so it's a marketplace because then you and I and anyone listening can go on and pay to remove your carbon for the year. And so um, the, also businesses go on and pay to remove it. And so they're starting kind of with farming and soil and there's other types of ecosystem services that they can eventually go to. But um, that's, that's a great example. So it's, cool. it's incentivizing the right behavior mm -hmm. from farmers and then allowing them to get rewarded for that. 
Um, another example is company Propagate Ventures. So they are an agroforestry company. Mm-hmm. Agroforestry is the practice of planting timber, um, not berry fruit trees among your um, ranch or farm. And so they're creating the incentive for more trees to be planted, which is good for removing carbon. It also has a lot of other benefits to the soil and the water quality and, and the ecosystems. And they're also getting additional revenue streams by um, being able to harvest and sell these products as well. So that's a, another um, example. Um, and then, you know, we're seeing it not just at the startup area. I mean, regenerative agriculture is really taking off. I mean, Cargill, like, you know, the biggest of the big ag companies is, is doing a lot of focus on it as well. Mm. And, and people in the space really understand that, like, unless we change our practices, like, we will not have soil left to plant. You know, yeah. they say, I think something like 60 harvests left or something That's right now with yeah. our soil quality. And it's, um, so people get it that we can't wait. Yeah. So not much time left. So that was the, um, before I, before I, uh, interrupted you, that was the, uh, agriculture sector. You, there was a couple of other trends you were going to or there was another one. You yeah. So I think outside of just my kind of focus for this accelerator and sustainability, um, circular economy is, you know, becoming more of a trend. And so that's the idea of instead of this kind of like product to waste, you know, mm-hmm. to trash life cycle, um, it's really looking at um, reusing products. So a cool one out of Techstars from to Fork um, was, I think it's called Renewal, Renewal Mill. And they take kind of like a byproduct of, shoot, now I'm forgetting what. So you can look it up. It's a flower, but basically it's like a flower in which the by, it's the byproduct of something else. And then they take this kind of leftover and turn it into a flower. Um, we're seeing it quite a lot in different food mm-hmm. products, um, but also, you know, in the fashion industry and kind of tons of different industries. Like how do we, how do we look at things in more in a circular manner? One company in our portfolio, Mobius, takes lignin, which is the byproduct um, when you're making paper from the, the paper industry. So it's normally it's just burned or thrown away. Um, they take this lignin and they make it into a bioplastic. And so then this bioplastic can use um, their first go-to-market is in the horticulture space. Um, so think about all the millions of pots when you go to Home Depot and you want to buy, you know, your tomatoes to plant in your garden. Um, they can make these out of this bioplastic that you can just put right in the ground and actually is really good. It gives back to the soil. Wow. Um, they also are working on creating seed coating um, for kind of like slower re- re- seeds um, and, and kind of different types of plastics. So that's another circular economy example. That's super cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh that's very clever. Wow, you I'm sure you get to see some of the most interesting ideas and companies just um with with awesome ideas pushing through and and it's yeah. that you're there to literally help them succeed. Yeah. That's amazing. So this this whole thing it sounds very like in person as in you're going to a, a place there's a lot of people who are uh, mentoring and working together and brainstorming and, and so on. I, I mean, how have you been able to actually cope and adapt during the coronavirus times? Or, you know, we're recording this at the end of June now and um, yeah, at least in Europe things are just starting to open up a little bit. Yeah. Um, how how's how have you been able to push forward with everything? So 
so Techstars runs, like I said, 50 programs. And so quite a few programs were actually in session as coronavirus um, spread. And so they very quickly were able to trans, uh, move to remote. Um, and now programs, so we, we run in terms. We have six terms a year. So like every two months, we're starting another kind of class across the world. Um, and so those are now running remote. Um, we've always had a Techstars Anywhere program, so we've had a remote program, so we've had a lot of practice of how to run remote programs, um, and uh, I have not been part of one, So, but what I've heard, they're going well. Our demo days are online. We've had really good um, kind of stats on page clicks and views and all that, um, and we're adapting as we can. It's hard. You know, it's not ideal. I think there's pluses and minuses. You know, I always found it um, tricky to, uh, the, there's nothing is as good as being in person with 10 other companies and really getting to know each other. That is kind of the secret uh, that people don't join the program because of the class, but it's one of the best things people get out is, is those colleagues that are going through the same thing as you. Um, that being said, it, it's limiting who can attend. I mean, to move to Denver, because, you know, we might be talking to a company in Boston or in mm -hmm. London, like people have families. I think it's harder on women, especially um, if people don't have the resources to be able to move. It's, it's just there's a lot of limiting factors to it, too. So I'm super excited to see what the outcome is of running these remotes and if it makes it more accessible to more people around the world. Um, and I think we could provide a lot of the same value. Um, it just means being on your computer. Um, Even more. And missing that in person. Yeah. yeah. Um, our program, though, specifically, we actually chose to move our program back a year. So we're not running a program in September 2020. Our program is going to run in September 2021. Um, and, and I think that was really like... We wanted to make a decision quickly. Uh, there was a lot of uncertainty. We were kind of afraid of what the market's going to look like. Our demo day would have been in December. And, um, you know, sustainability companies already kind of have it hard uh, in a lot of ways. And so launching kind of a new class in December just felt like maybe not setting them up for the most success. Mm. And, um, you know, there's a lot of other things in the space that we can be doing to support our mission and support founders. So we decided to take the year to do those things and I'm excited to run a program next year, but still, you know, if, if there's founders listening to this, like, well, I'm still having conversations and helping the ecosystem and super involved. So um, don't hesitate to reach out. That's awesome. And when does the, when can people start applying for the, for the next one? February, 2021. And it closes oh. in, um, Early May, early May, 2021. So mark your calendars. Um, yes, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think there's um, there's always pros and cons to any change that happens. Um, and I think it, it is cool to hear that. Um, it is unfortunate, rather, that um, you don't get that in person um, opportunity. And I think it would be really cool if you are starting a company to talk to other entrepreneurs, like you said, who are going through the same thing as you. Um, they understand the same problems. They know the frustrations. And also, if you're not in a comp competing space, um, you're, you can brainstorm and like just talk to random people who are not your co-founders. Because um, eventually, I'm sure you know how your co-founders think and to get someone else who's just... And, and also helping other, other people problem solve. 
that's so helpful sometimes for you. You know, like they say, uh, if you have if you have a problem or if you have an issue, help someone else, and then instantly it just gives you a frame of reference for your own personal issues. So, I can see that I can understand why that's the secret sauce. Um, that being said, to to be able to join if you were unable to before because you're far away or you know you have other obligations, it's it's awesome to hear that now people have that opportunity who may have not otherwise had it before. Yeah, that's super cool. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for, for running through this. I think the work you're doing with Techstars is phenomenal. Um, I absolutely love the ability that, that you have to accelerate, for lack of a better word, all of these all of these amazing companies who are going to be making a huge impact. And I think that's um, it feels like a superpower uh, talking to you. Um, this uh, the su- You have the superpower of just launching companies and letting them help the world. Yeah. Um, I yeah. feel really grateful to be able to do it. Yeah. They're the ones doing the hard work. <laughs> it's awesome that you're there to support them. And so for, for the people who are interested in applying, learning more about you, learning more about the Nature Conservancy and how they work with Techstars, where can people actually go to learn and, and get involved and, and reach out? Yeah, so um, techstars.com um, and kind of search for our accelerator, um, nature.org slash techstars. Um, it's a little easier and then um, happy to chat. I'm just hannah.davis at techstars.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hannah. And um, best of luck with the new with the new program once it's up and running next year. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, give us a five-star rating. And also, please subscribe, whether on your podcast app or on YouTube. And that way you can be the first to know about new episodes. Thank you very much and talk to you soon.